Welcome back to the Big Sauce Podcast. Today, Luke and I are will be discussing the last week uh, in the MLB. Let's start it off. Game of the week. Luke, I'll take it from here. Yeah, all right. So we had a, an absolutely crazy game uh, between the Padres and the Dodgers uh, back on Friday. Um, it started off. We got to see Ryan Weathers' first career start. That's kind of that's always fun to get to see a guy in uh, make his first start. Uh, we saw him facing Walker Bueller, so uh, a premier pitcher. Um, in your first start is is kind of kind of a tough one. Um, they both threw a lot of pitches early on, but they kind of got through it. So that's a credit to both of them for being able to work through uh, some early struggles, especially with pitch counts. Um, but early on, we saw we saw shaky defense throughout the game. Uh, I think there was a total of six errors. I want to say it was six. Mm-hmm. Hold on, yeah, it was yeah. six errors. I mean, so that's a ton of errors in a, in a major league game. I mean, usually you'll see zero to two in a game, but six combined errors is is it's kind of insane uh, to have that many errors. Um, but it started. Um, Luis Camposano got the first run in the second inning, got his first RBI of the year on an RBI single. Uh, and then uh, Luke Rayleigh, so uh, representing the Lukes, picked up his first career home run and tied the game back in the in the, uh, the fifth inning. So that was it, it's yeah, that was nice. Good to see a guy hit his first career home run. Just one of the many crazy things that we saw this game. Um, and then we saw some of the first uh, defensive problems. Uh, there was a, a ground ball that uh, Tatis fielded backhanded up the middle with runners in first and third and two outs, uh, he, or backhanded into the hole and tried to go to first. Uh, I tried to go to second, excuse me, and uh, the throw got away from the second baseman, and that allowed two runs to score. So uh, a throwing error on Tatis uh, so allowed, and that was kind of the start of the shaky defense. Uh, and then we saw a wild pitch on a strikeout. So that's uh, the pitcher, Keone Kella, had kind of a tough outing. He got two errors behind him. So that's that, that's really tough. Uh, this, and he got a strikeout, but the ball got away from the catcher. Chris Taylor, or the batter, got to first base. And Chris Taylor scored from third. So uh, not only did he get the strike, not get the strikeout, but a runner scored on that play. Uh, and then we saw the Padres score on an error. Uh, a, th- a throwing error scored uh, inch hitter Ha-Sung, Ha-Sung Kim. So that was just more shaky defense. Uh, then things kind of evened out for a while. Uh, and we went to extra innings. Um, and we got uh, a benches. The benches cleared. There was not, it wasn't a really a brawl, but benches cleared after a hit by pitch. Uh, Jorge Mateo was hit. Uh, and he yelled at the pitcher, Dennis Santana. Uh, that resulted in benches clearing. Nothing actually happened, but uh, that was kind of just just more drama in this game. Uh, and then in extra innings, uh, after both teams scoring uh, in in uh, five consecutive half innings, there was no scoring in the in extras. Uh, four straight blank half innings, which is very impressive with the runner starting on second base. Uh, David Price pitched very well, uh, and so did Tim Hill, at least for a time. And then in the 12th inning, uh, everything just began to fall apart for the Padres. 
Uh, the Dodgers scored uh, five runs mm-hmm. off of Tim Hill. Uh, he was eventually removed, uh, and the Padres were out of pitchers. And then we just saw the last crazy thing. Uh, Jake Cronenworth came in to pitch the Padres' second baseman, and he struck out Mookie Betts. <laughs> so not only did he pitch and shut out have and not give up any runs, he struck out one of the best hitters in all of baseball, Mookie Betts, which is incredible. Uh, that he did that. Uh, and then David Price got a sack fly, which is just, uh, this whole game was crazy. I mean, I, just everything about it was crazy. Um, Shreyas, what, what do you think about that? I thought that game was, uh, like you said, five consecutive half innings of scoring. Uh, also, Mookie, he he bobbled a ground ball. That led a, a, another runner score, well, advanced him at least. Uh, that was something that you never really see from someone of the caliber of Mookie Betts. Like Mookie Betts and Mike Trout, they never make errors. It's and we actually saw uh, yeah. in the same series Mookie made a play to walk off the game. So that was a fluke play. But this is like kind of playoff atmosphere kind of game. I think everyone saw it at the beginning of the season. We talked about this in the off season. Uh, all the moves that the Padres made, this rivalry is going to be there for a while. There were a couple bombs too. Uh, the one that uh, most people saw was the Tatis bomb. Uh, the, his first at bat, he struck out. He got K'd out on a ball out on a pitch outside. It's pretty hard to touch that um, that heat from Bueller, but then he got one like eighty five, and it was up, and he just took that. Like nearly dead center, um, it was good to see him back on the field. As a lot of people love to watch baseball because of him. And about the like, there were a bunch of errors. That was pretty crazy, especially as these teams are so good. But and, and errors happen every every time. These aren't robots, so everyone makes some mistakes sometimes. Uh, speaking of mistakes or just random things, let's get into bloopers of the week. So we had La Tortuga, Mr. Williams Asadio. I think I said that wrong, but whatever. He he was pitching, and he threw a 46-mile-an-hour EFIS strike off the mound. This was just crazy. So, like, people think he's the second coming of Bartolo Colon. That's that's how good he is. Like, he's going to he's gonna win a Cy Young. Um, he's going to hit bombs. He's basically Shohei Otani, but, like, fat. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> what, do mean, you, what do you think about that, he's, Luke? He's he's insane. Um, he's like super utility. Um, he's actually I think a third baseman, but he plays catcher too. So you know, and he pitches. I mean, what 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 more can you ask from for a player? The guy is he's an absolute beast. Uh, he if you haven't seen a picture too. of him, you, yeah, yeah. And if you haven't seen a picture of him, go look at a picture. Uh, he is, uh, I don't know what to call it, but uh, he's hes a specimen. Let's say that. <laughs> Luke, what was your blooper of the week? Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of had two. Uh, the first one, uh, it happened uh, today, I believe. Uh, yeah, there was in the game between the Cardinals and the Nationals, uh, there was runners on second and third. Um. And Yadier Molina hit a ground ball that deflected off the third baseman's glove and was fielded by shortstop Trey Turner. 
Um, and Paul Goldschmidt, the runner on third base, kind of got caught in between. He stopped, and then he went. And then the catcher got the ball, and he ran at him, and he went back. So it looked like it was going to be a pickle, but Goldschmidt somehow got back. But then Arenado was heading to third base. So then you had, like, two runners kind of hanging out near third base. But uh, Arenado never got to third base. He just kind of, like, stood in the middle. And the catcher kind of like ran up to him and like stood next to him, like he. I, the whole play was kind of weird because the catcher just kind of stood there uh, and tagged both of them, uh, even though Goldschmidt was on the base. So I mean, it was just kind of funny to see that, um, you know, even major leaguers are kind of can be unsure of what they're trying to do, uh, even though they're professionals. And I think that's kind of an example right there. It's still early on. Maybe guys are still trying to figure things out. Uh, but, you know, they worked through it, and the, the, the Nationals were able to get an out. Uh, and my other one will be Justin Turner. Uh, there was a pop-up to him uh, uh, that he went back, and he caught. And as he was running in, he, he tripped on third base because that's what athletes do. You, you, you just trip and fall. Um, and so that was that's kind of a smaller one, but it's still kind of fun. Uh, kind of funny that uh, he just kind of he just completely tripped on third base and just face planted, um, which was kind of, which was kind of funny to see. Um, and now we'll move on to the the pitchers of the week. Yeah, so my pitcher of the week, uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, threw a no hitter. Basically, uh, if you have a no hitter, you're going to win pitcher of the week. That's just how it is because they're pretty rare. They won eight zero. And the thing is, he had a perfect game going into eight and one third inning. He had two, uh, one out in the um, in the ninth inning, and what happened was uh, he hit Cleveland catcher Roberto Perez on the foot, on the toe, with two strikes and one out in the ninth. That's crazy. Like a perfect game lost uh, because of a toe hitting in the toe. I think what the hitter should have done, they're losing 8-0. They're going to lose the game anyway. He should have moved his foot a little bit to the side, and he wouldn't have gotten hit. And he it's still a ball, so he would get another chance to hit. But, like, if you're going to end a no-hitter uh, or a perfect game, you don't want it to be like that. Like, we saw Max Scherzer uh, a couple years back. He The hitter leaned into it uh, to end it. It's just not, it's not a nice way to end a perfect game. Uh Luke, what do you think about that no-hitter? Yeah, you know, it, it was really painful to watch. Um, it, it was so close to perfection. Uh, the ball just barely hit uh, Roberto Perez. Um, and, like, as much as we like to think it's very easy to get out of the way of pitches like that, uh, that was a slider coming down and in. So, you know, I, it's he probably could have gotten out of the way, but it would have been it would have been kind of hard for him to get out of the way. Um but both no hitters this year, only one base runner was allowed near both hit by pitches. Uh, Musgrove's no hitter was, uh, he hit Joey Gallo and I think like the third inning maybe or fourth inning. So you know two games that were so close to being perfect. And you know you mentioned the Max Scherzer no uh, no hitter that was almost a perfect game. I think that one's slightly different because he actually leaned into that pitch. This one kind of came in and hit him. I mean, they're they're similar in a way, but they're also slightly different. Um, but even though he didn't quite get that perfect game, it was still an incredible performance, uh, absolute dominance, and completely deserving of the pitch, the pitcher of the week. 
Luke, who was your pitcher of the week? Yeah, so uh, I went. I went with Aaron Nola. Um, he threw a complete game shutout against the uh, the Cardinals. Uh, his first complete game shutout of his career. He had thrown two uh, seven inning complete games, so this is his first nine inning complete game. Uh, he pitched nine innings, allowed just two hits, and struck out ten batters. Uh, all allowing no walks. That's very impressive. To, uh, no walks over nine innings. Uh, so he he was very good. Um, obviously, if you gave up no runs, just two hits, also very impressive. Uh, not not quite as good as Rod- uh, Rondon, uh, uh, but he was still dominant. And uh, I might be a little biased because he's on my my fantasy team. So you know, I was very happy that he picked up fifty five points for me. But uh, either way, still completely dominant, just like uh, Carlos Rodon. Uh, also, shout out to Bieber for getting his uh, 48th strikeout. It was the fastest to do that uh, since Randy Johnson in four. Like it's the most strikeouts in uh, four starts, I, th- I believe. That was the record. Um, yeah, but, I thought it. Was, yeah, I think he tied the record, right? Yeah, he tied it with with Randy Johnson. I think. Randy like Johnson. That. All right. Yeah. All right, so now uh, my hitter of the week. Let's get into that. Uh, Yermin Mercedes. Uh, he's just been on fire. He's hit. He's hitting 415 right now, and uh, 53 at bats, four home runs, 22 hits, um, and he has a uh, 1.17 on base percentage, and he's slugging a a but uh, like a little above 700. So I've just I just had to shout him out. He plays. He's a DH. It's literally the ideal DH because all he does hit, and he's just hit so well. Um, but I think uh, I don't, uh, and he also pitched, so that makes him a multi-athlete, I guess. But I thought it was really cool to see him hitting this well, especially last season. He only played one game, and he only had one at bat. So I guess uh, he is going to be my undoubted uh, hitter of the week. Luke, who is yours? Yeah, uh, I decided to go with someone a little bit less known. I went with the Arizona Diamondbacks catcher, Carson Kelly. Um, Kelly had a, a very good week. Uh, he's having a very good season. He hasn't played the whole year, but um, when he's played, he has been very good. Um, he played just four games uh, last week. But in those four games, he hit three home runs, so that's that's very impressive right there. Uh, he's also hitting 400 on the year, um, and his three home runs of the year all came during this past week. Uh, he picked up five RBIs, uh, and he was just absolutely raking. Uh, he hit. Uh, he's he has a, a on base percentage of 537, which is insane. Uh, slugging percentage of 767, which is also insane. So, I mean, basically all the stats for him so far this year have been incredible. And in this last week, he picked up with the power and he, he blasted three home runs. Uh, so, you know, I think I, I got to give my shout out to a, a guy who's a little bit uh, unknown, but I think he's a very good player. Um, and I think he's a guy that you might want to you might want to watch out for. Uh, as a guy, kind of guy who might win Silver Sluggers at catcher in a few years. I think he's a very good player. Yeah, let's get into the bombs of the week. Uh, for me, I had Bryce Harper versus the Cardinals. 
425 feet. The home run was 425 feet, excuse me. And it was exit velocity... 111.8 miles per hour. It was just like absolutely smoked. He, he uh, puts the bat in one hand and he puts the barrel in his hand and then he just like he starts doing celebration to the dugout. Uh, it's probably before it even landed. He just knew it was out. Uh, it was just such an amazing thing to see. Um, yeah, Luke, what was yours? Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Salvador Perez, his walk off bomb. Uh, in the seventh inning of a doubleheader uh, against the uh, against the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, he he took a a slider from uh, reliever uh, something I don't know Pampas I don't know who that is ever heard of him uh, and launched it into the fountains uh, in uh, Kauffman Stadium, which is very impressive. Uh, the fountains are way out there. That ball was uh, tracked at 459 feet. So that was an absolute bomb. Uh, you know, he's he had a great week. He hit another go-ahead home run in the seventh inning of a nine-inning game. Uh, and in this one, he, he knows it as soon as he hits it. He flips the bat. Uh, well, does a little bat toss. He turns to the dugout, and he's he's hyped. Uh, and he should be because he just launched an absolute bomb for a walk-off home run. Um, yeah, cause he, and, he, and he's just been absolutely going off this week. Or recently, he hit um he hit a few other home runs, but I think this one was the best just because it was the farthest, and it was also a, a walk off home run. So you can't go wrong with a absolute bomb to win the game. Does Does Todd Frazier play on the Pirates now, bro? Does he? Um, I think he might. Hold on. Because Brian like, Reynolds, he, he also for... hit a bomb, and he was at home plate. Like, what happened? Pretty him, sure he does. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um, I mean, he's not listed on the Pirates roster, but he I know he played for the Pirates in spring training. So I don't know what's going on. So I think this year they do have a thing where like the team brings along like five players or something who are considered like the taxi squad who can be brought up at any time if someone gets COVID. So maybe he's part of that. I'm not really sure. So he, he for real fell off by a little, like he was an all star. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was really good. He won the home run derby. The guy hit tanks. What? Damn, mm. that's a fall off of all time. What? The? And now he's that, like that guy. He was insane. Damn. The guy was insane. Oh, all and right. um, also we uh, Jay Jay Bruce announced his retirement. Uh, Jay Bruce, I believe, was a he. He was on the Yankees this year, and he retired. He's a three-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger, uh, hit 319 career home runs. So he had a very good career. Uh, so congratulations to him on uh, c- completing his uh, very impressive 14-year career. The Yankee, the Yankees suck, by the way, right? They're, they've been like the worst. They team do. In the league. Yes, that makes me very. That makes me very happy <laughs> that they're the like, worst team in the American the, League. Like that's. Isn't this team like? Didn't, weren't they just in the? Uh, they won a round in the playoffs, right? And then now yeah, they're I mean, everyone expected them to be really good. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on, man. I mean, the Red Sox are doing really well, and I did not expect that. But you know, it makes me happy. The Yankees are bad. The Red Sox are good. They Nothing have more. they have a I they have a worse more. record than the Pirates. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Pirates are wow. seven and nine, that's, and the Yankees are five and ten. <laughs> ah, damn, five and ten. That's pretty bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up on that note. We'll be back next week. Peace.